0: Shaking it up with Sheikh Fayyaz, Nightly Ramadan Reflections. Undoubtedly in life, we need examples. Individuals, anecdotes that teach us and give us inspiration to carry on and reach our ultimate potential. From a very young age, we are taught via stories. We are taught via Aesop's fables. These moral lessons in order that we're able to take them and seek toward applying them within our daily lives. Similarly, within the whole Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala presents the stories and the anecdotes of the Prophets that have come before our Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa the story of Noah and Abraham and Moses and Jesus. The story of Joseph Each and every one of these stories as God presents is not just a anecdote that is presented in vain, but rather seeks toward providing us a unique lesson. لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي Surely these stories are a lesson for those who reflect. And these prophets of God, these sacred women as presented within the whole Qur'an as well, are all meant to be manifestations of a reality of those who have reached the highest state of human perfection such that we can also learn from their lessons. Otherwise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not demonstrate to us the last prayer of the wife of the Pharaoh or would not tell us about the uniqueness of the trials and tribulations of Musa alayhi sala. Anecdote after anecdote, story after story, lesson after lesson, so that we can take inspiration and again reach our ultimate potential during the course of our lives. Which is why we recite the Qur'an so often, which is why we read it many times, even though we may have completed it and we are aware of the lesson, because at the end of the day, the anecdote is supposed to continue to offer us unique insight in regards to how we should live, with regards to how we should act, with regards to how we should be. Similarly, reflecting upon the life and the legacy of the Messenger of God, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, is also meant to do the exact same thing. We are meant to walk in His prophetic footsteps, Sallallahu wa Wasallam, to deal with others in the same way that he dealt with them, to communicate with others in the same way that he communicated with them, to lead in the way that he does, to pray and worship in the way that he did, sallallahu alayhi wa'ala. And the same goes for the teachings of the Imams of Ahlul Bayt, alayhim salam We learn about their lives, we seek toward reflecting upon again their relationship with Allah and then transform our understanding of them and seek toward implementing their lessons in our own lives. I want to share with you a really beautiful narration on the days in which we commemorate the death anniversary of Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib whereby he talks a little bit about this example that we seek from those who are amongst our leaders. He says, as narrated by Ar-Radi in Nahj al-Balagha, من نسب نفسه للناس إماما فليبدأ بتعليم نفسه قبل تعليم غيره bi تعديبه بسيرته قبل تعديبه بلسانه The Imam عليه السلام he says, the one who assumes the position of leadership over people should start by teaching himself before he teaches others. In this really important line, the Imam, alayhi is virtually stating something that we often say in the English language, which is such that actions speak much louder than words. That we need to lead by example before leading with words, by speech. In this world that is filled with so much injustice and in this world that is filled with so much corruption, all it is that we're seeking most of the time are people who take positions of leadership and act equitably and act fairly and act beautifully prior to telling everyone else what they should be doing. And this is most beautifully, of course, manifested in the lives of all of these wonderful examples that human history, as presented within the whole Qur'an, gives us. These Prophets of God, the Messenger Muhammad ﷺ and of course the example of Ali ibn Abi Talib who taught us with actions more more so than with words. This Imam Amir al muminin Ali alayhi salam, who taught what it means to have a sense of God consciousness, who even though he was the head of state and the leader of the Muslim world, it is said prior to his inauguration address, so to say, in front of all of his ministers and all of his governors, as by this time the Islamic empire was approximately one-fourth or one-third of the world as we know it today geographically under the rule of Ali ibn Abi Talib alayhi salam said that he was sitting down prior to this important address that he had to give. And one of his servants come to him and say, Oh Ali, he said there's thousands of people, hundreds of people, they're waiting for you outside in order for you to begin your sermon, in order for you to begin your address as Imam Ali salam was sewing back together his broken slipper that he was wearing since the lifetime of the Messenger of God, sallallahu alayhi Wasallam. To which he turns around and he asks his servant, he says, "O oh Qambar, tell me, how much do you think that this slipper is worth? He says, I have no idea but all I know is that there's a thousand people or thousands of people waiting for you. They need to hear what their leader has to say and you're here sewing your broken slipper. To which he responds to him that surely this slipper is worth more to me than the entire leadership of the Muslim world if it's not ruled with justice and equity. Then he puts on his slipper and he stands in front of these thousands of people and he begins by telling them that my name is Ali ibn Abi Talib. I am the brother of the messenger of God, sallallahu wa ala, And I will lead in accordance with his teachings. And I will lead with justice and equity. And if you ever see me in a state of inequity or injustice in the way that I lead, then you have the right to remove me from my position of authority. We need leaders like Ali. We need people who lead by example before they lead with their tongues. Going back to the words of the commander of the faithful and the leader of the pious, he says, مَنْ نَسَبَى نَفْسَهُ si imama, qabla That the one who is appointed as a leader of the people, then let him start by leading himself before leading others. وَلْيَكُنْ تَعْدِيبُهُ بِسِيرَتِهِ قَبْلَ تَعْدِيبِهِ بِلِسَانَهُ And let him start, and by him also her, and let them start by their actions prior to their tongues. You know, so many times we hear rhetoric and semantics from those in positions of leadership that tell us about the importance of forgiving, for instance, or being generous, or being altruistic. But very rarely do we see that from those in the highest positions of hierarchy within our community, within our society. Yet I just give you one example of the commander of the faithful Ali ibn Abi Talib and the way that he taught us exactly how to again lead, how to be a man of mercy and of beauty and of generosity. And it happened on a night like tonight, a night in the holy city of Kufa that was approximately the 20th of the month of Ramadan, a day or so after he was struck by Ibn Muljim, and as the pain of that injury began to inflict his body, eventually leading to his martyrdom and day of his death on the 21st of the holy month of Ramadan, at the time of fajr prayers, it is said that perhaps on this day, Imam Hassan, his son, brings his assassin, Abdurrahman ibn Muljim, into the house of Ali ibn Abi Talib, alayhi in order that Ali alayhi looks at his killer face to face one last time before his soul departs this transient abode. And it is said that, again, ibn Muljim, who is the primary criminal of the state, Ali alayhi salam by this time was the leader of the Muslim world. He was the political caliph in addition to being the imam whose uh, service and who our service is obligatory. Imamun Muftarad alayhi ta'a. And so he is tied with rope and brought in front of Imam Amir al-Mu'mineen Ali alayhi salam. And can you imagine the state of this criminal? He's trembling, standing Not only in front of the leader of the Muslim world, but also in front of Ali, the victor at Badr, at Uhud, at Khandak, at Khaybar, at Hunayn, at Saffeen, at Nahrawan, at Jamal, the Lion of God, Asadullah al-Ghalib, Ali ibn Abi Talib. And the first words that come out of the mouth of Ali alayhi salam is he looks to his family members and he says, why is Ibn Muljim tied? Why are his hands tied? Why was he handcuffed, so to say? Number one, he said, for he is a human being and we don't treat human beings like that. And then number two, he sees Ibn Muljim shaking and trembling. He's scared. To which Imam, Imam Amir al-Mu'mineen Ali salam, he orders his son Hassan, he says, Ibn Muljim is a guest in our home. So give him some milk to drink. Allow for him to not be in a state of fear at this given moment. What leader does that? What human being does that to the one who just sought to killing you? Only Ali. Only a leader like that who truly embodies his words when he states, مَن نَسَبَ نَفْسَهُ لِلنَّاسِ إِمَامًا بِتَعْلِيمِ نَفْسَهُ قَبْلَ تَعْلِيمِ Imam Amir al-Mu'mineen عليه والسلام, on the 20th of the month of Ramadan at that given moment he demonstrates to us what is beauty in action what is altruism what is generosity what is compassion what is beauty he taught us what perfection and human potential truly means it means to act in a way that is not only equitable but in a way that is graceful, in a way that is compassionate, and in a way that is beautiful. And on these nights where we recollect the tragedy of Ali ibn Abi Talib, let us think about the way that we can act, and the way that we can be an example for those around us, with our actions, before our words. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Wa ala muhammadin wa ala al Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter and Instagram at Fayaz Joffer and look out for him on Facebook.